Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My name is Jesse Moore, and welcome to Icon Leadership Podcast. Today on the show, we have Ms. Nona King. Hello, Nona. How are you today? I am well. Jesse, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, very long day for you? Yes. Yes, it's been a very long day. The school year is get, just getting started, so we are still in kind of a transition phase with everybody getting used to uh, the new school year and everything that it in, entails. Sure. Okay. You are the director of child care for Conley ISD. Tell me a little something about that position. Um, my position in a school district is kind of unique because not many school districts have a licensed child care facility on site. Um, when I started with the district in 1991, um, I was case manager for the PEP program. And that's a program for teen parents that were going to school. Um, as a part of that, we wrote grants and we started a child care facility for the students to stay in school. And we transitioned into a tuition-based program for the public. Okay, okay. So tell me, uh, what does your job consist of? Um, I, look manage the child care program. We are housed on the campus with pre-K and kindergarten. So the youngest uh, student at my campus might be a six-week-old and the oldest is probably a five-year-old. Okay. Um, so we're an early learning center. Okay. Got it. Uh-huh. So what about, uh, tell me about the people that you work with. Um, I manage a staff of about 15 caregivers um, and I have an excellent group of ladies. It has, of course, been a process, and COVID has flipped a switch in a lot of people. Um, I have a core staff that has been with me probably average of 8 to 10 years, but that 20% of the staff that I have to go out into the workforce now and hire um, the turnover rate and the work ethic uh, with a lot of them is really different. Right. So tell me this. When you say the work ethic, so, man, I, I, how do you lead today's generation? I don't know that I can answer that question, Jesse, because the person that comes up with that solution uh, <laughs> look, they'll be a millionaire. Today's generation, and I'm saying like 
post-COVID and look, just the younger, they are very, in my opinion, entitled. Absolutely. Absolutely entitled. And they they want the paycheck, but they don't want the work that comes with the paycheck. Uh, or they lack the commitment to, look, just basic things of showing up to work daily, on time, look, and fulfilling the duties that are outlined in your job description. They that for most of them or some of them is a foreign concept. Right, because uh, on time to you and myself is like 15 minutes before, you mm-hmm. know, a quarter to 8 o'clock. If they have to be there at 8 o'clock, it's 15 minutes before 8 o'clock. And in your assigned, you know, designated area at 8 o'clock. At 8 o'clock, no, correct. Not pulling in the parking lot at 8 o'clock. At 8 o'clock, and not then a- you have to take a restroom break. You have right. to go put your lunch up, so you... Saunter to your area around 8.15. Look, that's the new ones. <laughs> right, right, right. So, yeah. So tell me, uh, uh, what is the biggest challenge for that, uh, that leaders face today that you face? For me right now, honestly, staffing is my biggest challenge. Um, my enrollment numbers right now are lower than normal, and that's just because I can't find consistent staffing to mm-hmm. um, sustain my no- normal numbers. Um, and then I think keeping the current staff who probably is, look, pulled in many different directions, um, keeping them motivated um, and engaged um, in their job performance now. When you're short staffed, that's always a challenge as well. Right. So, uh, so being a leader, so tell me, um, what is one characteristic that you believe that every leader should have? I don't believe, um, you can lead without being able to, uh, follow some rules. We have to set examples, um, for our employees. Right. Absolutely right. Mm-hmm. You know, before you can lead, you have to be able to follow. You have to be able to follow. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so tell me, so you have, so all, all of your staff, mm-hmm. are there, are they male or female? My staff currently is female. Female. I have had male employees before. Okay. Um, but right now my staff is all female. All female. So uh, tell me, how do you deal with um, how can I say this, uh, different attitudes? I try and let grown people work out grown people issues without having to intercede that much. Um, but, you know, at times it, it becomes necessary for us to step in and possibly have a, a, a conversation with the parties involved. Um, but my philosophy is everyone knows their job. You know why you're there. Look, I need you to do what you're supposed to do. And look, not put any of us on channel 25. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So, all right, I got it. So what made you get into leadership or you're just thrown into leadership? I honestly was kind of thrown into it because I, when I started with the district, I was case management. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, hands-on with the students, uh, making sure they did what they needed to do to get their credits, 
making sure they had the things that they needed, you know, as far as childcare and, you know, with their appointments, help mm-hmm. keeping them on task. And as different leadership moved out of the district and, um, look, it became necessary that, uh, look, I move up right. and handle it. But I had the buy-in to the program as well. Right. So did you have to, okay, so after you got to be a leader, did you have to supervise any of your friends? Yes. Tell me about that transition. Um, and it, it depends on the individual person. Um, one of my best friends um, was my right hand and um, was excellent. But I've had other people who I have known from childhood that um, I was their supervisor I became their supervisor, and um, in the initial phases of the relationship, the work relationship, it appeared as though it was going to go well, but it it, it didn't go well. Mm-hmm. So it's a different role. Because, it's a different role. Yeah, so when you are a leader, you know, hey, man, you got to put on the leader, the leader cap. You know, you have to do that. Absolutely and a lot of times do. your friends don't get that point, but hey. You have, you know, uh, food you need to put on the table. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and, I mean, one of the things that I tell my staff, too, in dealing with parents or, you know, other, mainly our parents, they're our customers, but they're our, you know, the parents of the children is that, look, I need you to have a good rapport with the parents, but they are not your friends. Right. Because at any given moment, you could do something that upsets them, and they will show you how much right. they are not your friends. Right. Um, so, you know, do what you're supposed to do. Communication is key in everything. And, um, but they are not, you can't get too friendly with people. Right. So tell me about, so how do you reward your, your staff? I look, reward is something that I love to do. Um, sometimes it can be something as simple as acknowledging something that they've done going over and beyond the call of duty. You know, a thank you goes a long way. Right. So acknowledging people when you catch them in doing good. Um, food with workers is always a big motivator. Absolutely. A big motivator. So we have what we call like a woohoo wagon that has right. like snacks and drinks that they can come and, um, you know, get what they want off of that. Or I'll have meals catered. We'll have different just you know, little gifts that we give them periodically. Sure. What are, tell me about some, the, some, some important decisions that you have to make as a leader. Um, I guess some of the most important leaders, leadership decisions would probably be in terms of, I guess for us, maybe enacting new rules stuff that we're not used to right? Um, and enforcing those. Um, right now, since the Uvalde shooting, um, security at the schools is at an all-time high. Um, so we have to enact new systems where, like, classroom doors have to stay locked, um, just different protocols like that that we're unaccustomed to. Right. So, look being strict with them about stuff that they're unfamiliar with. Um, that's one of the hardest ones or 
a person that has been a longtime employee that now their work performances look less than stellar. So we have to start, look, reprimanding them. And they've been with you for 10 or 15 years. You've built some type of rapport or relationship over the years. Right. Um, things like that are difficult. Right. Like on a personal level. Right. Um, but like you said, you have the leadership hat on, so it's your job to make sure it's done. Right. And that's one of the hardest things, you know, to, uh, you know, uh, reprimand someone that's been on a job for so long and, you you know, and you have a rapport with them mm-hmm. and you have to go and pull them in and, and so forth and yes. write them up or whatever the case may be. Yeah. That's one of the hardest things. Mm-hmm. But generally, if they've been there in the department for like 10, 15 years, they know what they have done. Absolutely. You know, they know, hey, I, you know, you know, so generally, a lot of times when I bring bring them into the office, the the, the the ones that's been there a long time, they well, already know. They already know. Okay, just where do I sign, mm-hmm. and then that's it. You right, know, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so in my in my department, I I have a relationship with my yes with my 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 staff. Mm-hmm. So, do you have a relationship with everyone in your staff? Yes, I try to. I you try, try to. to. Right. And even though you keep it. At arm's length. Sure. I mean, but those are the people that you depend on. And in a, in essence, they depend on you. Right. My analogy all the time is we're in this boat together. Right. What I do can sink you and what you do can sink me. Right. So we need to work together. But after you've worked with someone for just a period of time, that relationship or part of that relationship is natural. Right. You've watched their family uh, successes, right? Their family, you know, sadness. Right. You've right. been with them through all of that, and with education or childcare being a women-driven um, business, we have to work together because a lot of times, or most of the times, it's the mother that's responsible if the child is sick, if the child has to go home, if there's an aging parent, if right. something goes on with the family. So I'm a part of a lot of their, you know, right, right, family right. Um, struggles. Right. So, yes, that relationship is there. Right. So, you know, it's, it's difficult sometimes when, uh, well, I, I wouldn't say difficult, but I try to tell uh, my staff, if you have something going on, come to me and tell me what's going on. So that way I can put two and two together and say, hey, look, you know, you're having, that person is having some issues or something like that. Something's Absolutely. going on at home. And so that way I can, I know what's happening. Then I can pull you back and say, hey, look, you know, just take care of this, you know, take care of whatever you need to take care of. Absolutely. You know, but if you don't tell me anything, I will never know. And it. then next thing you know, you just keep getting write-ups and write-ups and write-ups and then, uh, or or just keep getting reprimands, you know, and, right. and then all of a sudden, you know, you're fired, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, we're at this point, then I'm, you know, and so by that time, HR is involved. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and then, then once, it's out of your hands. And then it's out of my hands, you mm-hmm. know, and so then now you have to walk a tight, tight rope. Mm-hmm. I pretty much, I, I tell my staff, uh, if you have any problem with anybody else, any other supervisors, you come back and tell me. Mm-hmm. And I tell my supervisors, my other, my, my other, uh, uh, the, the other supervisor, I say, hey, if you have a problem with any one of my people, come back and tell me. Let me deal with right. it because I know what's going on with them. Part of our job as leaders of right. the, of those people right. is to to be that buffer, right. that shield, right. that protection. Right. You know, I need to, like you said, I need to know. Right. You tell me beforehand because I, I, I know this parent is upset. Right. 
and I know why they're coming for me, and we will have t- had time to prepare for the situation. Right. Be it, look, a, another supervisor, be it a parent, be it whatever. Right. right. Yes. Absolutely. So tell me one thing. Let's move around. Let's move along to uh, women in leadership positions. Mm-hmm. So uh, what are some barriers have you seen, you know, with women in leadership? Hmm. That's a difficult question to answer. Um, in education, uh, there's kind of like the pipeline from coach to superintendent um, <laughs> that uh, men are re- rewarded a lot uh, easier uh, than okay. than women in the education field. Right. Um, in the business field, You see the inequity, and okay. I know that was something that you said you might <coughs> want to talk about. Right, okay. But a lot of times you see the inequity okay. um, as far as salaries or women having to work harder and prove themselves than a lot of times, in my opinion, some men are just kind of handed positions. Okay, got it. Got mm-hmm. it. So when you go into a uh, organization mm-hmm. and – uh, you look at the wall and you see all men, what does that tell you? Does that tell you anything? There's probably, there are women there working behind the scenes to make those men look good. I know that. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. But that's probably one of those, look, in around here in Texas, we like to use the, the phrase, the good old boy system. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. I get it. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Been in the, I've been involved with that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, on the opposite end, you know. Mm-hmm. So tell me about, uh, what about advantages? Are there any, any advantages for women in leadership? If there are some, I don't know. I mean, I guess we get to bring a certain sense of, uh, compassion to some leadership roles that sometimes men don't have. Okay. Um, that's one big advantage for for women in leadership. They get to women think different than men, so we bring a whole different set of uh, a whole different way of doing things. Probably sure to the table just sure. by virtue of how we think and how we would deal with the situation. Sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it works both ways. So with, 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 with men, they tell me I'm a little bit harder. Right. Then, you know, I'm harder on guys mm-hmm. than I am with the girls. <laughs> so, and this other supervisor, she's a female and they say that she is harder on mm-hmm. the girls, on the females, you know, than the, than the guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a different, I, I have a different philosophy, you know, as far as when it goes to guys, I, I don't like guys that don't that sit around and do nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that we should take the lead in everything, you know, and shouldn't have to tell you to do everything. Oh, you're old school, Jesse. Yeah, I'm old school. I'm, I'm like, old school. I'm old school. I'm like, uh-huh. my, I'm like my dad, you know, Absolutely. my dad was a supervisor and he, you know, Absolutely. back in the day, he would tell them, hey, if you don't like what I say, you can. You know, let the door Absolutely. hit you. You know, but Absolutely. you know, but nowadays you can't tell them that. You oh know? no, these no. these they're soft. Yeah, absolutely. Soft. Yeah, absolutely. And yes. I think I bring a little bit of that to the table too, because that's how my father was. He was military, right? Career military, and uh, birth order, Jesse. Where do you fall? 
I'm the baby. You're the baby. Right. Okay. And you still have that. That's good. Because <laughs> sometimes babies are different. Right. Absolutely. Sometimes the babies get away with everything. Absolutely. That's right. But no, I, no, I was, no, I was, uh, I was, no. Uh, no, I had two older sisters and I was the only boy that okay. was raised up in the house. Okay. And so I, you know, my well, mom. Well, that, that's the difference then. Yeah, right. So, right. Yeah. Had no. you been the baby of boys, it might've been different, but. Right. Two girls and only boy. You right. still had that role. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. you're still look the, the, the brother. Right. No matter how old they are, you're the brother. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yes, and so that's that's how I deal with it. You know, I I think that you know you know guys should just work a little bit harder and you know suck it up. Let's get it done. Right. Let's, let's not complain about it. Let's just go get it done. You know. And the girls, you know, they, they're the one that, you know, kind of like, you know, okay, well, who's going to do this? You know, that kind of stuff. Kind of soft. You know what I'm saying? Some girls. Some girls are, yes. you know. Some yes. girls are, you know. And so, mm-hmm. and when it comes down to leadership, women in leadership, uh, you can deal with that emotional part a whole lot better than mm-hmm. I can. Because you can understand, you know, sometimes. To a certain degree, To, yes. to a certain degree, mm-hmm. you know. And so, Absolutely. I don't know what happens, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, after a while, I'll start talking to one of them and, you know, reprimand her. Next thing you know, she's crying. I should say the waterworks. Yeah, the waterworks. And so, mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, did I back down? Like, oh, right. man, I done made it. Now, you know yeah. some women have that down to a science. Right, yeah, I, I do know that. Yeah. I know that. I know okay. that. But I still, as a, as a male <laughs> leader, I still have to step, step back. Okay. In today's society, you okay. know, in today's society, you know, you have to step back and I, I a little bit, you do, yeah, you and do. I and I step back, but I still, you still gonna resign this paperwork, though. No. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know. Look, go wash your face and go <laughs> back to work. Okay. Yes. <laughs> if you need to get you a drink of water, <laughs> take you a few extra minutes, it's okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I got it. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So tell me about: Have you ever been exposed to gender bias? If I have, I'm unaware of it. Okay. 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 And I I think working probably um, in the school district and with the age that I work with, that's Mm -hmm. probably why I haven't been exposed to that much of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the Bureau of Labor and Statistics says that uh, women experience the negative effects of gender bias, Mm -hmm. usually by pay. That I can, that I will say. You agree? Yes. You agree? Yes. Oh, I definitely agree. Even within the school district. um, Years ago, probably there was a situation, look, in the district, um, gender bias, race bias, where, look, uh, a counterpart was, look, making more than me, even though I'm running a, you know, $400,000 a year program. Right. You come in and do one thing, and she's, you know, right more than I am. So, yes, that definitely exists. So when you think, when you hear the words uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, what does that mean to you? Everybody deserves a chance. Absolutely. So when you think about... Everybody deserves a chance. Right. So when you think about, uh, you know, why does... Diversity, why does that that matter in an organization? Because organizations, especially education, represents everybody. Mm-hmm. So they need to see everybody they're working. It doesn't need to be all men. Right. Uh, it, it, because we're educating, look, the future. 
Wow. And and that's every race, that's every gender, that's every sexual orientation. So they need to see all of those aspects or all of those people working, professional. They need to see that so they'll have something to aim to. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have uh so you have different people, you know, then you have different solutions mm-hmm. and unique solutions, you know. Absolutely. It's not just seeing one way, right? So it seems like the you know the more voices that you have you know for the organization the better you know outcome everything will be. Yes. So t- so so why does okay so talk to me about equity. So there's there's equity and then there's uh, you know equality. Right. I was fixing to say now that's probably a little look more difficult. Um, equity. Everyone deserves a level playing field. Right. Yes. A level playing field. Right. I think that's all anyone asks. Right. It's a level playing field. Right, right. We all know not everyone gets it. Right. Um, the challenge for our society, look, is making it mm-hmm. a level playing field. Right. A level playing field. So, so you know, and so also, you know, everybody wants to get compensated fairly for what they do. And so we were talking mm-hmm. about your, you know, Women, you know, not making, you know, as much as men, you know, others not making much as, you know, uh, as uh, uh, other women, you know, so uh, of different colors or whatever, you know, all you want to do is just, you know, get paid. Give me what I'm worth. Absolutely. You know, if you if 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 this other person, you know, makes more, you know, and I've been here longer, I have more degrees than they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me what I'm worth. Give them what they're give worth, but still worth. don't make, don't bump them up higher than me. Mm-hmm. You know, give me mine. One of the great disservices a lot of organizations do is exactly what you said, bringing in new people over their existing faithful employees and paying them at a higher salary. That's that's absolutely right, and I think every organization, especially in the healthcare field, they're going through that right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so no, I, I I get it. Yes, education as well. Education as right. well. I get it. I mm-hmm. get it. See, so uh, uh, inclusion. Why does uh, inclusion matter? So we talk about diversity, mm-hmm. we talk about the equity, and now we'll, let's see about why was it. Inclusion for the school district is probably, look, a little different. Um, Inclusion for the school district is making sure, again, even those with whatever their difference, disability may be, that they have access to the same services as everyone else, that the level of education, the level of service that they get just because of their disability, their difference is the same as everyone else. Again, as much as it can be, again, this is from the education standpoint. Sure. Trying to level look the playing field. Right. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Make them the best person that they can be. Right. And make them feel comfortable. With, make them with feel comfortable. Right. And as well, the, the the ones that are in mainstream classes, getting them accustomed to someone that's different. Right, right. Because if you're not exposed to anything different, 
or anyone different, you'll never be accustomed to it. It'll always be strange or foreign to you. Right. So that exposure to the whatever the different element is, whoever the different person is, is really important for everyone. Right. A black woman in leadership. Mm-hmm. What was biggest challenge for you? Or have you had any challenges? The in education, no. No. I'm gonna say no. Yeah. Probably in my school district, yes, because even though look, I started in the nineties, there were still no black female principals. There were still no um minorities in certain positions. So possibly in that aspect, yes. Um Conley, traditionally, Conley in the 60s, 70s was considered um, white or affluent. Mm-hmm. Um, I matriculated through Conley and graduated in, look, 1986. Um, and I was the second black cheerleader at Conley. We hadn't had even black cheerleaders. So minorities and leadership in the district was something. Right. I remember being uh, maybe, I think of maybe two or three, maybe three blacks in leadership. Uh, maybe what, maybe 10 years ago, I think, mm-hmm. at my health care facility. Right. And maybe more, but when I look in the meetings, it was only, it right. was only a few. It was only a few. And I, I mm-hmm. know two of us. For, for sure. Right. And in my department, I've been in my department for 20 years. Mm-hmm. I'm the only black supervisor. Mm-hmm. I was the, and uh, and I'm still, I'm now, I'm, so I got two things with me. I, I'm the only black supervisor and I'm the only guy, male supervisor. Okay. In my department. Uh, when I first got to be a supervisor in my department, it was rough. I'm sure. It was very rough. It was very rough, you know, and so, but, you know, hey, man, I made it, you know. Absolutely. I wasn't going to let them run me away from my no, job. because That was it. I, Look, you no, know, sir. That's it. They wasn't going to do that. Mm-mm. So uh, what advice, what advice would you give to someone going into leadership for the first time? Stay the course. Look, stay the course is right. number one. And look, get to know your people. Again, if you're not willing to follow, you you can't be a good leader. Right. Okay. The philosophy of together everyone achieves more is, look, something that I kind of live by as well. Okay. Because you can't do it by yourself. Oh, you can't. No. You can't do it by yourself. So, I me, I pretty much, I surround myself with a good team. My Absolutely. Team, my team is, is great, you know. It's great, uh, and that's that's what yeah. keeps me afloat. It's my team. Yeah. They'll know if I'm having a bad day and they need to handle stuff. Right. And I know if they're having a bad day and I need to step in. Right, Look, Absolutely. we can work together. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So tell me this, though. Do, are you training someone to to take over your spot? I absolutely am. That's another uh, key point to a great leader. You have to train people. Look. Absolutely. You have to. I want to see them win. Right. I need them to go back to school. I need them, even if where I, 
our facility is a stepping stone. Right. And you go on to be a right. teacher or whatever. That's what I want you to do. So that person that you picked, you did you know when you first hired them they were going to be the ones or? No. No? Mm-mm. Absolutely not. Came to me as a high school worker and has just been faithful mm-hmm. and progressive in her learning and perfecting her skills. Right. Um, look, now she is working to finish her degree. Right. Look, and I need her to finish <laughs> right. within the year so I can, look, transition her into, uh, it. after 31 years, it's time. Right, absolutely. And I, 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 I'm doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so also what I'm doing, I, I always tell them, I'm training everybody to be leaders. Mm-hmm. Because, and they don't want to be a leader, trust me, because they see what we go through and it's like, oh, man, I don't want to <laughs> No, you can have right. it. You can have but, it. But um, but it does not matter because when you have those leadership abilities, you know, somebody's going to grab you. You know, you're going to have to say yes one time. And once you say yes, they got you. They Absolutely. got you. And I have someone I'm training right now, and I'm also training an, uh, another one. So I, I told her to be ready doing her evaluation. Yes. I said, be ready. Look, I have two more that I'm trying. Right. But one of them I want to go into the classroom. I don't know that I want them to go, like, in the office. I feel sure. like. She'll be better served if she works with children. Sure. But, yes, absolutely. You, right. can, you can spot the person that you feel right. do good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so a lot of times we put these people in leadership positions and we don't give them the training, you know, and then you're mm-hmm. mad because they didn't do something. But, hey, did we train them? Absolutely. No, we didn't give them the tools, you know, you know to be successful. And so that's on us. And by now, look, there are a lot of things that, honestly, I have stepped back on. Right. Look, that she handles. There you go. A lot of things I'll have to ask, oh, wait a minute, let me ask Courtney. Because, yeah. look, yes, my name is on the thing. I'm the director, but Courtney handles that. She knows. Right. Or let me ask whatever. Right. Cause I got. It. I I'm, don't feel bad. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm working my way out. Cause my girl does the same thing. My, <laughs> she does the same thing for me. You know. Yes. To say, oh, no. mm-hmm. like, oh, let me ask Sunny because you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Go ask Sunny. Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. Don't give it to me. <laughs> yeah. Y'all know I'm gonna put it somewhere where it shouldn't be. Absolutely. Let's give it to her because oh. I know she'll keep it, keep up with it. She's gonna put it where it needs to be. Absolutely. Uh, what was the last book you read? Um, I am currently last one I read. Probably Purpose Driven Life. Okay. Um, and I'm reading something now. I can't think of the name of it because I just bought it. Oh, me. it's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. So how do you start your day? I start my day with um, a spiritual aspect, Jesse. I start my morning every morning with a little meditation and my gospel music. Absolutely. Prayer. Look, and my and and my plants. I love plants, Jesse. Right. I get so it. So in the summer I'm outside with my look, my Bluetooth speaker, my music. Right. I got <laughs> and it. And my plants. I got it. And um that's the start to my day. Right. And so and I think that uh every leader should start their day off with prayer. Some kind of mm-hmm. some kind of meditation or something, you know, so you can uh so you can just go into you know, um, so you can just get your day started, you know, absolutely in, in, a, in a great look, way. It seems like my morning is not right if, right if if something goes wrong and I don't get, look, that. Right, right. So uh, I, I really appreciate you coming and, you know, giving us your time with the Icon Leadership Show. 
Okay. I have enjoyed it. All right. Well, thank and you. You have made it easy. Thank right. you. I had no problem. Thank you very much. That's all, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Icon Leadership Podcast. You can find the show anywhere you get your podcast. You can find us at roguemedianetwork.com or you can email us at iconleadership at gmail.com or our website, which is iconleadership.org.